the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational program to make here to make you aware of issues, opportunities, potential problems, and what action steps you might want to consider taking when it comes to your financial life, whether you're working or someone who's already in their retirement years. And we are sponsored by the estate planning team. And the estate planning team is a local, affordable, fee-based, Ohio-registered fiduciary planning firm that's known for financial modeling and number crunching and objective unbiased analysis for financial choices that you face. And when I say financial modeling, we build custom financial plans so people know what they can afford to spend based on realistic assumptions, whether it's concerns about inflation, market volatility, and what risk rate rate of return you really need and how much risk you really need to take on to accomplish your long-term financial goals and taking into account um, any scenarios that you want, um, whether it's early retirement dates, higher spending, whatever that is. And, and we build these models. And I know, Mark, I think you're going to talk about a case this week. Yeah, you know, you've been you, we missed you last week. Mm-hmm. I had started a case review and and we call it year-end planning is what we're doing right now with all our clients and just making sure that are they going to make any maneuvers whether they have to. Right. You know, if they still have a let's say a required minimum distribution require, you know, that they have to get done or they want to, like a Roth conversion or a qualified charitable distribution or some other things. So I, I started a, a a case review last week and I'll I'll you know, go back to it today in the second half of today, but uh, but we'll cover some other things first. Right. So when we build these models, whatever it may be, it may be you know a early retirement date. Some people want to know. I'm really worried about all of this. Do I really have to be worried in the long term? Because some people who are delaying retirement or not spending, when you do the numbers and run a worst case scenario, it doesn't materially materially affect the long term, uh, the longevity of their plan. Their pile of money isn't quite as big at the end, but they still have a decent pile at the end, whether it's age 90 or life expectancy, age 100. And that gives them peace of mind that they're going to be okay. And they don't need to make adjustments. And other people who have no idea if they had to adjust needs to know um, 
if they need to adjust and how to do that. And we offer a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation by phone or in person to see if you're someone who can benefit from the type of planning we offer. And even though we do the financial modeling, we also help people with timing of Social Security, IRA distribution planning, Roth conversion analysis, um, pension elections, and so much more. We're not investment advisors. Um, our clients either do that on their own or they work with an existing investment advisor. We offer the free consultation by phone or in person. We're scheduling now through the end of the year. So if you want to take advantage of that and we run some preliminary analysis, you can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. That's financial foodforthought.com and you're listening to Carrie Waddell and Mark Donnelly. We're co-owners of the estate planning team. Yeah, so Carrie, we say you know, October is the scariest month of the year, right? Mm-hmm. And that this October, it certainly from a financial aspect, it certainly meets that mm-hmm. definition. A lot of people, you know, we also have got the midterm elections. I don't know if there's going to be any more October surprises. Mm, but you know, I don't that, know. It's not lot, over. So a lot of people are waiting for that other shoe to fall. But are you concerned about inflation? And, and are you concerned about a recession? Uh, do you think we're going even worse than that and possibly a, a 1970s stagflation economy where not only do you have high inflation, stagnant inflation, higher inflation, you also have slowing growth, you know, mm-hmm. which is the negative GDP, or you also, or and, not or, and unemployment starts going up. So we've been talking a lot about that um, and how would you protect your family? And Carrie, you know, this is a lot of people think <laughs> that the recession is is a hundred percent chance. So, so Bloomberg, uh, their their models say that the probability of a U.S. recession is now one hundred percent. Okay, in um in in next year. So. I don't know. I think. Well, I guess it depends how ugly is it going to get and how right. long it's going to last. Right. Are the is the big factor. And uh, you can look at other model, you know, or historical precedents to make a call like that. Well, Carrie, sometimes we look at what's called the five by five recession trend. So, okay, so the what's the five by five? Well, in the past, I think sixty years, whenever inflation has been above five percent. And the unemployment rate has been below 5%, mm-hmm. okay, which is the case we've had. Right. Right? Any attempt by the Federal Reserve to bring inflation down to their target has caused a hard landing, meaning you know, a U.S. So it recession. really doesn't matter what they do? <laughs> At this point, right, because the Federal Reserve is going to stop inflation. And, mm-hmm. and that's why it's such a difficult time right now, because a lot of our clients, I'm sure a lot of listeners... They're, they're right now they're looking in the rearview mirror and saying, what the heck happened to my 60-40 portfolio right. this year? Are you kidding me? Right. And, and I still think that the exagger, you know, the exaggeration that the 60-40 is dead forever. No, I, I nothing is for, I no, mean, 60-40 will come back. Think it, about it, what 60-40 was, what, a year ago, two last, years since ago? Since the 1930s, say, you yeah. know, yeah. So it's dead this year. That's for sure. Um, but anyway, so, so while, while disgruntled people are looking in the rearview mirror saying, what the heck happened? Right. They're not realizing the Federal Reserve is slammed on a brake so hard, we're going right through the windshield. Right. And, and and a lot of people are saying, what are they doing? I mean, I see tons of headlines like, what is the Fed Reserve not helping? 
Well, I, I mean, or, or what mistakes have, have right. they made? Um, and we'll get we'll get more. Yeah, I do think you know November they'll raise another seventy five basis points, and we'll see. We'll we'll get we'll get more inflation data. The Fed's preferred inflation mm-hmm. data PCE coming up here. Um, on, I think October twenty eighth. That's going to be released. So, so again, we talk about what can you do. To protect your family, and, and three simple steps, and you know, coming and talk as we talk about all the time in the show, maintain an adequate cash reserve. You know, I can't stress that enough. Mm-hmm. And if you, and if you don't know what your cash reserve needs to be, give right. us a call. We can help you figure out where your spending gap is every year. Um, rebalance periodically. We we're just talking about the sixty forty. Should you go all cash? Should you go all? I don't know, but sixty forty will come back, in my opinion. Well, and I think Mark, just real quick, when you said go all cash, for some people, or not necessarily cash. But going all fixed, well, if they can do all the spend, we've had some clients do yeah. that over the years. And if you and recently, if you can model in that higher inflation, a recession, but you're in cash and you're saying slow growth is better than loss, and I, it's not going to change my vacation, my remodel, my retirement, whatever that is, then maybe you're, you are okay with. But do you have a way? to know right or and short-term paper is a place to hide right now if right. you're just saying i mark i want to hide for the next two to three years until all this blows over the or war in europe is over <laughs> it's even beyond that carrie um this is global issues right and and the federal reserve um so until all that blows over uh, you're looking for a place to hide short-term paper looks good everything looks attractive right, right. now i mean but the bond vigilantes are already busy making their money again mm-hmm. you've got CD rates have come up. Right. Uh, the the multi year guarantee annuity rates. Right. Have come and up. even the short term fixed equity index have some high caps. I've seen even ten percent on the S and P for the five year, which is, I mean, there were ten year that had two percent caps or three. Right. But not also, that long yeah, ago. But I want to touch on some other things. Or well, the third thing is, I guess, is is you know build your plan R. In other words, what you were referring to at the beginning of the program, mm-hmm. Carrie. In other words, if you are concerned that this economic downturn is going to derail your retirement plans, well, then don't just sit and complain about it or worry about it on the couch. Be active. We're very active planners at the state planning team. We know how you can model in, just like the Federal Reserve right. is doing their worst case models. Maybe you should be doing it at home. I mean, right now, probably recession is your base case scenario right now. Mm-hmm. And maybe your new plan R or worst case scenario is stagflation. Right. And meaning that you're going to assume these higher inflation rates for a number of years yet. Right. And also economic, a, a negative stock market or, you know. But then, you know, it cha- by having that model, it allows you to take action steps, whether it's work longer or maybe I don't have to work longer because I hate my job. But I, if I cut my discretionary spending by 10 to 20 percent, I'm OK with that. But at least you're in a decision making mode and you know how you'll be impacted and then how to react to that versus saying, I'm worried, I don't know what to do or I have to stay in a job that I don't want to. So also this week, we got some new tax tables, Carrie, right? Yep. And I, I, obviously, I'm not going to go over all of them. Maybe, you know, for the next couple of weeks, we'll be highlighting some of them. I'll hi- we'll highlight some today. I mean, generally, it's about a just... If you're trying to do this at home, it's about a seven percent increase on everything mm-hmm. for individual <laughs> married, right? Uh, I mean, I mean, if you want to look at uh, so, it, like, if you're talking about the standard deduction, 
Okay, remember we have the higher standard deduction mm-hmm. with President Trump's 2017 tax act. By the way, those expire at the end of 2025 under the current law. Um, so where are those going to? Well, so single this year, 2022, is 12950 That's going to 13850 Again, about a 7% increase. Married jointly. This year it's twenty five thousand nine hundred. That's going to twenty seven thousand seven hundred. If you're over sixty five or blind, you get an additional. This year you get additional fourteen hundred dollars. Next year it'll be additional fifteen hundred dollars. Again, a little bit higher than a seven percent increase. Um, so you know you can look at those. So basically, if you're married joint, both over age sixty five. Your standard deduction for this year, 2022, is 28700 Next year, it'll be $30,700. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 7% increase. Another one, too, that I care, I like to remember, or remind our clients about, or you know, new clients and especially or listeners, we, you know, long-term capital gain rates. I mean, we mm-hmm. have taught, we have helped clients over the decades, and really more recently, you know, over the, the recent tax law changes, that... You know, do you realize that you can have a pretty good cash flow in retirement if it's generated by long-term capital gains and qualified dividends? Mm -hmm. Because they get the lower long-term capital gain rate. And yeah, everybody knows the 15% rate, Mm -hmm. but does everybody know how long or how how high you can go to get the zero long-term capital gain rate? that's cash flow that doesn't cost you anything. And so that's, uh, you know, currently single... For 2022, that's 41675 That is also going up by that 7% amount for next year. Nice. Up to 44625 If you're married filing jointly, the current 0% capital gain tax is up to 83350 And that next year is going up to 89250 That's almost $90,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, that's a very attractive you know, planning tool in retirement. Um, let's see, I'm not going to do all the individual tax brackets, Carrie. No. I mean, you know how they, they all went up about 7% right. though. Um, so where, you know, if you're married, single filer. Yeah. I mean, it, it, if you're married jointly and you know, this year's 12% bracket starts peaking out at 83,550, just increase it by 7%. Next year it'll be 89,450. You get the, you get right. the idea. Um, I do want to touch quickly though on the estate tax changes Carrie, because mm-hmm. we have a lot of clients and a lot of listeners who are that's what they want to keep their eye on well one of the things is we always get the question what's that annual gift tax exclusion right mm-hmm. now, so it's sixteen thousand dollars this year and yes that is going up to seventeen thousand dollars next year so okay you can plan on that right now now that that's a funny one that has to go up in thousand dollar increments Okay, so it always goes up an even one thousand dollars. I wonder why. Like it's just the way they wrote the law. Instead of percentages, it's just the way they wrote the law. And there's a few in that. And I don't know if you carry. I don't. There's really no. I don't know if you ever knew this, but we we have a kind of a complicated tax code. Yeah. Did you Did you know that? That's Uh, what I'm saying. There's really no consistency. So I'm surprised they made it about seven percent across the board. Um. Well, those typically are inflationary. Right. the, The tax tables. Um, but the, do you know if they um, upped the contribution limits too, Mark? I don't think those are announced yet. Okay. Um, I haven't. You know, I don't think those are announced. They they should be coming. But the 
All right, so that annual gift tax exclusion. So remember, in the low inflationary period, it, it would not go up for five, six years. It was at the 15000 per person? Uh, yeah, before, yeah, it was at 15000 for like one, two, three, four, four years, 14000 for one, two, three, four, five, six years. Thirteen thousand for one, two, three, four, five years. So it was right. It, you know this this seventeen thousand. That you know that's one year was at sixteen thousand. Mm-hmm. That's that was the beginning of the inflation this year. So it's up to seventeen thousand. But let's talk about the federal state tax exemption, which is also unified right now with the lifetime gift exclusion. That went up. Okay, so currently that that level this year is twelve million sixty thousand. That's going up to twelve million nine hundred and twenty thousand. Wow! And the portability is still there, so couples get two of those. Okay, so it's a state tax it really isn't impacting a no, many so, people right, anymore. Couples have a combined twenty five million eight hundred forty thousand dollar federal state tax. Exclusion. You got bigger problems, yeah, tax problems, uh, right? You know, that, and I'm sure at that level. You're hiring some really smart estate ta- planning attorneys. Right. So so those are some things. Carrie, did you have any others you want to mention? No, I was going to say I just knew about... That's why I asked you if they had the HSA or the IRA or Roth contributions for 2023. Um, I didn't see anything, Mark. I didn't know if well, you the, did. The one I think, the, the new Social Security wage, for those who are still working and high income and wondering how much they're going to take out of your pay for Social Security, that we have that number, Carrie, now. We had a preliminary number, and it came in higher than that. Okay. Um, so this year, you know, and that's the rule, Carrie, this is how much of your wages are subject to the Social Security tax, right? Right. So for 2022, that's $147,000, mm-hmm. right? So next year, that's going up to 160000 I was going to say, like everything else, I'm sure that's going to be a nice... Yeah. So See, that's how they're going to solve the Social Security shortage. Well, Just keep I, bumping that up. And, yeah. Now, again, is Biden going to cl- claim innocence there because, you know, his tax pledge not to raise taxes, anyone making under 400000 But I don't think he can, you know, but are his critics going to say, well, what about that? But I don't think Biden, that his tax law changes didn't affect that. That's basic inflation factors right. that were built into the tax law. So because that's an increase, you know, instead mm-hmm. of that individual who's making over 160000 next year, instead of them paying $9,114 in Social Security tax, they're going to be paying $9,932, um, you know, additional 500 bucks. That's about a 5.4% increase. So there you go. So those are some of the things. And, and as they release more data. We'll be touching on more. And by the way, if you sign up for the newsletter, which is on our website, financialfoodforthought.com, we summarize those as we get those. And they're in a nice, easy to read format. So you can go to our website, financialfoodforthought.com, sign up for the newsletter. You can listen to our podcast, our previous shows. You can contact us for a free consultation and actually we'll run some preliminary analysis, which helps us to determine how we can help you. We have both hourly and comprehensive options, and we'll show you where you're headed. Are there opportunities you're missing out on? Because certainly, even with the market being down, there are opportunities 
for Roth conversions and IRA distribution plan. There's always opportunities in every economic situation. And if you're concerned about any of these issues and you're spending and don't know what to do, you can give us a call for that free consultation. Also, we are accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau and Super Service Award winners on Angie's List. And you can check out our Google reviews as well. You can give us a call at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Listen to Mark Daly and Kara Waddell. And we've been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans at the estate planning team for over 35 years. And over those decades, Kara, we've certainly helped clients work through economic downturns or mm-hmm. how to ward off making a knee-jerk reaction Mm -hmm. such as, oh, I can't retire, or I have to cancel my riverboat cruise, or I can't buy that new car, or Mm -hmm. I can't make those gifts anymore. Um, Before you make that knee-jerk reaction, first, do you have a way of modeling a worst-case scenario to see that, yeah, indeed, that economic downturn is going to be so severe that it it does make you run out of money before life or not, or how much. And that's the start of being an active planning. So, so we always tell our listeners and our new clients, the idea of building a financial planning model, isn't the idea that you do it once Mm -hmm. and put it in a sock drawer for 30 years. And that's so often when a new client comes and see us, they say, oh, yeah, uh, something I ran a Monte Carlo analysis a few years ago, but it, it, they don't use it. Or even when I've heard, well, there's a 85% chance based on my assets and spending that I'm never going to run out of money. Yeah. Well, what about the one, if you're worried about spending, do you have to cut back? Like when we've talked about people with inflation, are you cutting, changing your spending habits? Do you know if you really have to? I mean, that really doesn't tell you. What about what if you could spend more, even in a worst case scenario? Yeah. So the Monte Carlo analysis, and that's been around for decades, Carrie. I I don't use it it, it, because I think it, it, because that's that solution. Right. You have an 85% chance. Now, sometimes professionals say, well, if you're in the 75 to 95% range, you're good. That's still a wide swing. But one of the, one of the things I, you know, not sure about the Monte Carlo analysis is it's using historical data, right? Right. And you can't always just say, even if they're running 10,000 cases, right? You can't always say the historical is going to mean what's going to happen in the future. But I think over long term, yes. Right. But, but where I think the Monte Carlo may be lacking, and I don't know if you can manipulate your Monte Carlo to do that, is if you think that the economic downturn is happening right now, not how many, you know, what are the chances that we have an economic downturn in the next 30 years? No, you know, because we all learn the sequence of returns. What, ha- what, what kills uh, your, your financial planning model is if you assumed a, whatever, a 5% rate of return for the next 30 years, and Monte Carlo is saying over those 30 years, yeah, we may have X amount of recessions, but some years it's going to be higher than 5%. But if you knew right now, or you had the belief that what if we go, what if we have a negative recession right now? You want to make sure your your model includes that right now, the sequence of returns. And then, and that's where sometimes I think the Monte Carlo breaks down. 
But it, you know, whatever you're using, the idea that are you changing the assumptions when reality is changing? You know. But I don't think the Monte Carlo also, Mark, and what it goes with the IRA distribution planning is sometimes people don't need the money for cash flow. And we're looking at our clients. How much more can you take from these IRAs and company plans to max out, whether it's the zero bracket, the 10%, whether it's Roth conversions? I mean, and that's a huge opportunity, especially if you're before minimum required distribution, that actually your plan may be good if you just follow minimum, but it's a huge opportunity. It's could it be better? Right. Could it be a lot better? And it can be in many cases. And, that, and that's what the case review that I'm right. You know, is, is kind of illustrating that is how are you looking for opportunities in a very complicated tax code? In a, in a, in a tough economic. Right. I always think about the analogy with glasses. Like before you, you go for your annual checkup, you think you see good and you think your prescription's fine. And then you get that new one because I've, and everything's crisp and clear and it's so much better. And you didn't know it was, you didn't know that you needed it to be better. Or even when you're doing the eye exam with the doctor and he's flicking those. What? One or two? One's okay. Is this better? Is that better? And and you thought, well, I thought it was okay, but then he flicks it again and say, oh, actually, that's better. Right. And you come out of there. I do with new contacts I have in that. And then like, wow, you could see the leaves and everything's clear. Yeah. All right. So sometimes in October, we, we play what scares you, what scares me, right? And so. I'm not really scared about who wins the midterm elections. You're not? No. Um, I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's going to be because we, you know, President Biden's in the White House for two more years. <sighs> and, 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 and I think it's going to come out pretty even. I, I think America is going to take it right back where neither party after the midterms is going to have a majority in both the House and the Senate. I think America is going to take it back. So that means that we're going to have pretty much gridlock on Capitol Hill until the next presidential elections. But at least you should be able to – I don't think there's going to be any major tax law changes. And so that maybe we can start you know, working into the models. But I think one of the things that does scare me, Carrie, is IRS regulations Yeah, when they come out. And – because sometimes, you know, we think we know what the new law is until the IRS has their own interpretation and it comes out different than what we thought. Mm-hmm. That and, never happens. And then <laughs> when we read how they got to that conclusion, it's like, what are they talking about? And this is happening right now with, as you know, the Secure Act of 2019 increased, and one of the things is it increased the required minimum distribution age 72. The other thing it did is it kind of put in the new 10-year distribution rule for inherited IRAs for non-spouse beneficiaries. There's no more lifetime payout, the stretch IRA. Right, and that non-spouse beneficiaries would have 10 years to get that money out. But when that came out, we thought that Congress meant that they, you, there was no required minimum in those 10-year periods. Right. Meaning, so if you were working, you could delay it. Right. Or you had 10 years to plan it. As long as it was zero at the end of the 10 years, it didn't matter if I took more one year, less another year, skipped a year. Right. As opposed to the previous stretch IRA, which said distributions had to begin within a year after the owner's death. 
and they were calculated based on your age and your single life table, right. different than the joint life table if it's your own or the uniform life table, right. we call that. Well, there's three tables. There's the uniform life table, which most people use right. if it's your own IRA. If you're married and your spouse is more your ten, more than 10 years younger than you and the sole beneficiary, you can use the joint life table. But inherited IRA beneficiaries, they use the single life table. Um, not confusing at all. Kevin. I was going to say that. Um, but, all right, so we it, it, earlier in this year, Two years after the SECURE Act was enacted, first year, of course, everything shut down with the RONA, so no one was working on anything in the IRS. But they got around to saying, oh, well, we actually have a proposed regulation now on that 10-year rule. And it wasn't what we all thought. So it was saying, now we're, you know, this is in 2022 now, right? 2020 a year has already come and gone. And 2022 is almost gone, right? And they're like, well, what we found out was it depends on whether the inherited beneficiary gets 10 years. Because if that the, the decedent had already attained RMD age and was doing required minimum distributions, then the non-spouse beneficiary has to follow the at least as rapidly rule, which apparently wasn't changed when the SECURE Act one was written. Okay. So that Which was, was a couple of years ago, by the way. So they're just clarifying that's it. That's what I'm saying. Two years later? Yeah. That's what, and, yeah. And, and, and so they were saying that, no, in that case, the beneficiary, the non-spouse beneficiary, still has a required minimum mm-hmm. that has to begin the year after the death. But also, all of it, though, has to be out in 10 years. So it's going to be well more than the minimum required. Well... So you have to take at least the minimum, but you're going to have to take more in order to deplete that asset. Yeah, you're going to have to take it all out by 10 years. All right. That's now, not confusing. if the decedent had not reached RMD age by the time they passed, then the non-spouse beneficiary doesn't have an RMD because there's no least as rapidly rule. So they just have the 10 years. Okay. That's not confusing at all, right, Gary? Couldn't they just uh-huh. make it uniform? I mean... Now, what about well, what about Roth IRAs? Well, that's an interesting thing because the the you know I was concerned when this proposed rate came out. I was, well, well all, all of a sudden, if Roth IRAs, what happens if the non... You know, because the, 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 the non-spouse beneficiary of a Roth IRA still has required minimum distributions. If it's your own Roth IRA, you don't have a required minimum, but a non-spouse... You know, can't do the rollover thing. They still have to follow the required minimum distributions on Roth and inherited Roth IRAs. But at least it's tax free, right? Mm-hmm. But what would happen in a situation where maybe the decedent did a Roth conversion the year before they died, so they hadn't reached the five year holding rule for get the money out tax free, right? And then the NASPOS beneficiary now has a required <laughs> minimum. That they have to, do you see where I'm going with this? But luckily, what the IRS clarified was, well, no, that's not going to be the situation because by definition, since the deceased has no required minimum for Roth IRA, then there is no least as rapidly rule for the non-spouse beneficiary. Okay. So so you don't have to worry about what I just (laughs) described because on a Roth IRA beneficiary, the non-spouse, they would just have the 10 years. But I, but just to, to help you understand, you know, I I'm going to read the the propo- the final reg right, and 
So this is typically what scares me when I start reading things like this. So here, here's an explanation. Because then there's always a question, well, what about 401Ks? What about right. 403Bs? Would, yeah. uh. Uh, but, okay, so here's a little bit of a carry. <coughs> All right. Section 401B5 of the SECURE Act provides that if an employee who participates in a plan died before Section 401A9H of the code became effective with respect to the plan and the employee's designated beneficiary died after the effective date, then that designated beneficiary is treated as an eligible designated beneficiary and Section 401A9H applies to any beneficiary of that designated beneficiary. Oh, good Lord. That that cleared it up. Uh, um, here's another. Just here's, this goes on for pages. I'm just skipping up a couple paragraphs. Did you read it all? In order to satisfy Section 401A9BI, the beneficiary of an employee who died after the employee's required beginning date must take an annual required minimum distribution beginning in the first calendar year after the calendar year of the employee's death. In order to satisfy Section 401A9BII, the remaining account balance <laughs> must be distributed by the 10th calendar year after the calendar year of the employee's death, subject to the exception under Section 401A9B triple i if applicable was this your nighttime reading to go to sleep like if you needed to rest so what does all this sleep? mean so the so basically what, what but the, the issue was if if you if this if you did not do required minimum di- or requirement distribution and you should have in 2021 or 2022 you still have time to do 2022 right right but are you going to be hit if you didn't with that fifty percent right. excise tax, penalty. I don't know how they can clarify and and that's what I think the final reg clarifies that no, you won't. Um, so applicability date of final regulations, final regulations regarding RMDs under Section four hundred one a nine of the code and related provisions will apply no earlier than the 2023 distribution calendar year. Okay. So apparently you do not you will not be penalized if you missed a required minimum under these final regs for the year 2021 and or 2022. But if you want to get going on the right foot, some of our clients who are in this position, they are going to do the required minimum for 2022 um, just to be safe. Now, any if you if you need further <laughs> clarification on this, Gary, let's see who who signed this. So you can it, this comes out of the office of the associate chief counsel. Okay, um, who signed this? Brandon Ford. You can call, Gary. Well, yeah, you can't even get through to anyone. Let's so. call Brandon. Yeah. All right, get me out here. All right. Well, regardless of that, if you're facing IRA distribution issues or 401k, 403b, you want to look at Rostil. You want to have know what steps you should take to create tax efficient income and use opportunities, avoid traps, know if you're underspending, overspending. Take advantage of our free consultation. We can do it by phone. We can do it in person, whatever you prefer. And we actually prepare preliminary analysis just for you taking the time to come and meet with us. We've been around more than 35 years. You can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Thank you. And um, go ahead. 
<laughs> not what were you going to say? <laughs> no, I was going to say something. Else. Thank you, Brandon. What were you yeah. going to say? Um, no, I, I, let me. I was going to. So let me pick up on the the year end planning case review, right? And as I as I said last week, if if you missed last week's show, you want to go back and catch it on our podcast, mm-hmm. and you pick up. I'll give you a little recap of what I started talking about. But it's the idea, Carrie, that when we talk about coordinated advisors, sometimes these case reviews shows you how important that is. And this certainly was in this case. And also, it also illustrates that some people come to us, they're not looking to build a 35-year plan right now. They're looking to make, they have to make some financial decision right now. And they just want to concentrate on that. And that's fine. You know, that's absolutely fine. We, we help people all the time if it's just a current issue. And then at some point in the future, they want to spend the time and effort to build a, 35, a, a, a final or more of a detailed model than they do. So we go at, you know, we move at our client's pace, whatever they're, they're looking for. But in this case, just to recap here, the, you know, the couple came into us this year because they got a nasty surprise on their tax return in, in April. Where and and what happened was not only did they owe money uh, from the previous year, they also had big first quarter estimates that they that their CPA calculated for them. So the combined was over twenty three thousand dollars, you know, and they weren't expecting that. And that's and the, the checks that they had to write. But also, they during the year they you know they had the second estimate in. June, then they knew the third one was going to be due in September, then the fourth one in January. And as they were going through those quarterly time periods, right, they just keep kept seeing their stocks lose value. And now they were realizing that they're going to have to sell low to come up with the cash to make the check payable to the government, right? And so they they heard one of our shows where we talk about estimated tax and the safe harbor scheme. Right. right? And they said the light bulb went off and they're saying, I think Mark and Gary, I think they're talking about our case. In other words, what happened is they had a big expensive year last year. Okay. That caused their taxes to go way up. They did a big Roth conversion and they had big capital gains. Okay. All right. And the, the reason why they did a Roth conversion, a big one last year is they knew they were turning age 72 this year. And when they have minimum required. And they were under the understand the impression that you couldn't do Roth conversions once you became required minimum distribution. Age. Which you can't convert your minimum to a right. Roth, but you have to go above and beyond. So they were doing it while they had an opportunity and more wiggle room. Yeah, they liked all the uh, the reasons why people are doing Roth conversions. But, you know, so so they said they thought that was the last year to do a big Roth conversion. And they did it before they realized what the capital gains were going to be. Which a lot of them came in high in December. Right. All year. I mean, right. for the, yeah, the huge capital gains in, in 2021. All our clients, we saw that, who have taxable accounts. So anyway, so that's what, so so they came in, and so we worked out, we worked out, and, we, and then we said, well, one of the things is, you know, let's talk to your CPA about the safe harbors. Let's talk to your investment advisors so you make sure you know how to get realized year-to-date gain-loss reports and all that good stuff. Go back and listen to last week's show to get the, the background. But in the end, what working it out, we, based on a current year safe harbor, the CPA said, yeah, not only 
do you not have to make the third quarter estimate? You don't really have to make the fourth quarter estimate either. In other words, they pretty much got enough taxes paid in to cover their current year safe harbor. Which that helps a lot with their cash flow. Right. Now, they could have. Now, yes. Now, eventually, they still have to do their RMDs this year. Right. Okay. But one of the things we noticed is that they were they, they were very charitable inclined. They were tithing. And, and, and it was, but they weren't getting any deduction for it. Because right? they were that, using the standard that, that high was standard so deduction. high. And we said, well, now that you have a required minimum distribution age, do you understand the qualified distribution, the qualified charitable distribution opportunity? You know, and that you could say you can offset your RMD by making a direct charity contribution, right? Mm-hmm. The QCD. And th- they said, well, yeah, they heard about it, they, they, you know, but they weren't sure, but they didn't really understand it. They didn't think their investment advisor did that. I said, no. And we checked with the investment advisor. And of course they do it, right? You know, he said, oh, yeah, we can do that for you. You know, you know some, sometimes they don't even know what questions to ask. But we do. Right. And coordinated advisors, I can't stress enough. All right. So. Because they said, all right, we'll do QCDs, that's going to lower their tax liability, which is one of the reasons why they don't have to make any more estimates on a current year safe harbor. Anyway, so they thought they, they, they were happy as can be. Right. Okay. And I said, well, maybe we're not done yet. And they're like, what that's do you mean? That's where it's good, but maybe we can make it better. Right. Now we're going like the optometrist, right. right? And they said, well, what do you mean? And they said, well, um, you know, talk to me about why you did the Roth conversion. What do you like about that? And I'm just going to, and it was, they hit like three of the four or five major reasons why p- people like doing Roth conversion. One, it lowers your future RMDs, mm-hmm. right? Um, including r- running the risk that your future RMDs are going to trap you. You know, sometimes, you know, on the show, we talk about the, how y- your, your, your RMDs may get to the point where you you get into the next tax bracket. Which then can cause your loss of zero capital gains. Or it could cause your Medicare premiums to go up with the IRMA, you know, the income and sometimes related monthly adjustment amount. Right. Um, also, it builds, you know, the another thing they like the Roth conversion, it builds up a tax free bucket that they can use in the future. So if in the future they have a big year expense and they don't want to take any more out of RMD because it would cause more taxes, they could use their Roth IRA, mm-hmm. right? Um, they also like the idea that you know the our, the Roth conversion is reducing the future IRD risk for their heirs, their kids, tax free to the kids. Okay, instead of leaving them a taxable IRA that under this new law has to be out within ten years, and maybe and with with if a required minimum if they've already you know because this couple has now started their RMDs right. So so they like that aspect of it. Um, also. I said, well, another reason why you may want to still do Roth conversions is because you have the lower individual tax rates right now. Through right? 2025. Through 2025. And so a lot of our clients are using that window and saying, I'm going to use these lower tax rates while I have them. Right? That law is supposed to sunset at the end of 2025, and we revert back to the higher individual tax rates in 2026. Um, so there, so I said, so have any of those goals and objectives gone away? And they're like, no, No. they, they just thought that they couldn't do any more Roth conversions, which is why they did such a high amount and caused the higher taxes. And we said, no. So we went back and we said, all right. Um, 
So yeah, you can still you you know you have to get the RMDs done first, okay, before you execute a Roth conversion. But as long as you have have a, have met your RMD requirement for the year, then you are free to do an additional Roth conversion. Now, yeah, it's taxable. So, so one of the things that I said, that's what we have to be plan about because we're in a circular reference now mm-hmm. because we're, we know that the client now is on a current year safe harbor and the amount of taxes that they have to pay in is based on how much taxable income they create. Well, this is where we get the circular reference because if they do a Roth conversion, it increases the taxes. Right. Which then means they need more. They have to pay somehow. They've got the other taxes paid in. And they said, well, Mark, we were all, one of the things that they picked up along the way was we always thought that you, 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 you weren't supposed to do withholding on Roth conversions. Ideally. And that's true. I said, if we, so, but, but here's the, here's the point, which I told them, you haven't done your RMDs yet. Which you need to do that first anyway. So there may be enough RMDs after their QCDs, because they're doing those first. Mm-hmm. There still be maybe enough RMD to cover the withholding for your current year safe harbor, including if you do the Roth conversion. And then it's doing the analysis of how much do they do and how does that impact the thresholds, their withholdings, and all of that. Right. Um, so with that, we went back to work because they said, "Well, I am interested in this now." Okay. So now we're back to work. And now we're, we're, we're keeping the investment advisor uh, um, involved in it. We're keeping the CPA involved in the process. And now, guess what? We're all working together on one plan. Mm-hmm. But now everybody knows the direction we're going. Right. And, everybody, and, and so part of that is, okay, so in that scenario, we said, well, actually, we talked to the, the CPA and say, well, can you run th- the next two or three thresholds? Mm-hmm. In other words, he, the base case is done, so we know where they're at right now. Right. So one of them was the idea that, all right, under if they don't do any additional Roth conversion with the required minimum and the reduction in taxes with the QCD is going to give them, they're still going to be waiting around for about a four or five thousand dollar refund. Okay. And. We said, well, one would be you could actually try to target a Roth conversion that just uses up that money. So instead of, you know, waiting around for a $5,000 refund, you could just, we could create as much, as much Roth conversion taxable income that essentially uses that up. Another one is they were, um, the, you know, where the, the, they would lose the next tax bracket. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we said, okay, so let's, um, they, they right now, they, they were still in the marginal 22% tax bracket. Um, and so we said, okay, let's, you know, how much more could you do to max that? It wasn't a whole lot, Kerry. But the third one was the IRMA adjustment. So they were currently in the third level tier. And with the new IRMA threshold that they went up big this year, right. too, um, that third level tier is going to be 246000 there they had some room. So once they zeroed in on that scenario where they were willing to max out that Medicare 
IRMA threshold of 246000 Now, remember, that's modified adjusted gross income. So they have to take their what the CPA is calculating, what their adjusted gross income is, propo- is projected to be, plus they had some muni interest, tax-exempt interest to add back into it. And because that Medicare is a hard threshold, meaning if you're a dollar over, you get the next higher premium, you always want to leave yourself some cushion. Now, how much cushion? That's up to you. It depends on what variance could cause your taxable income to go up or down. If it's something like dividends and interest and capital gains, you might want to leave five to $10,000 cushion. If you don't have those typical issues, maybe you don't need as, as, as much of a cushion. So in this case, talking with your investment advisor, who was pretty sure on zeroing in on what capital gains and interest and dividends are going to be, they th- went with a $5,000 cushion. So they, of the, so they had about $42,000 room and then less the $5,000 cushion that was equaling to be about a 37,000 target IRA Roth conversion. All right. Now, yes, that's going to increase their taxes. The CPA said a tax increase is going to be between federal Ohio is going to be about $10,600. And they're like, well, how are we going to pay for that? And I said, well, it's okay because the remaining RMD after they get the QCD, the QCDs done is still going to be 17,000. So we just have to tell the custodian, the the IRA, that we want, you know, ten thousand federal withholding and six hundred Ohio withholding on this seventeen thousand dollar distribution, and the client wasn't aware of that aspect. They thought, well, Mark, I thought there was some like twenty percent mandatory federal withholding rule, and you couldn't change that, and and. I said, well, no, there, there, there could be, if it's a tax qualified plan, such a 401k or 403b or 457, there could be a 20% mandatory federal withholding, but that doesn't mean you can't do more than 20%. And in this case, it would be more than that. You know, if, if, if they're doing, um, if, if, if of the $17,000 RMD that still has to get done and they want 10,000 federal withholding, that's closer to 60%, right? So that's okay. And they're like, they weren't aware of that, you know, again, because they hadn't had, to, they hadn't thought about this before. How would they be aware of that? They never asked the question. They never thought, you know, they never even thought about the question. Um, so with that, so, so now we've got them on a, on a coordinated plan and we're getting all the ducks in a row. So they're going to get their qualified charitable distributions done first. Then they're going to do the remaining RMD with the right withholding election. And then when that's completed, then they'll execute the Roth IRA conversion. So we also have along the way, we found out from the custodians when what we call the estate planning team, the drop dead date, meaning when's the last possible date in the calendar year that you can still execute these things and the custodian can guarantee that they will get done by December 31st. That's an important date because believe me, with all the baby boomers getting to the age where they're realizing this type of planning is important to try to save some bucks, especially in a tough economy, um, it's getting bottlenecked at the end of the year. And you don't want to wait too long. I remember 15, 20 years ago, it wasn't uncommon that we were doing this for clients and they, they wouldn't execute this until the, the week between Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> but that's not the case anymore. We've seen this year, some custodians are saying, you really have to get us the paperwork by December 1st. 
I think that's a little crazy, but I, I mean, most are probably December 10th, December 15th, but a lot of clients want to get it done before the holiday parting starts anyways. So, so that maybe gives you an idea of what we mean by year-end planning and coordinated advisors and trying to find little things that not only accomplish your goals and objectives, but also, you know, gives you more confidence and, and maneuvers that you're going to make. So in this case, what was the end result of their year in planning? Well, one, um, they now understand the RMDs a lot better and how Roth conversions work if you have RMDs. Um, but two, also they're now going to get the benefit of their charitable contributions. That's a big benefit. You know, that, that, that doing, the, doing those QCDs is going to help them a lot. Um, third, um, they're going to, you know, the Roth conversion, it's, it's, it's going to help them build that tax-free bucket for their use later on. It's also going, all the other things I mentioned before about, you know, what, what, why people want to do it. But there's also, it's making some lemonade out of some lemons because although there's, you know, that rule that you never want to sell low, you want to buy low and sell high, um, with Roth conversions, it's almost the opposite thinking. You do want to do your Roth conversions with a market slow because you're getting a tax discount because you're, you're, you're being taxed on the day, on the value that you're moving those shares or, you know, of, of, of the, the, you know, the over to the Roth IRA. And so you expect that you're just going to hold the same positions anyways, and you expect them to come back when the market recovers. Well, now all the recovery will come back tax-free in your Roth IRA, right? Um, so so that is, that's all working to a better plan over their next you know, future years. Now, again, the client was just really coming in to see us because they wanted to work on this this year. But now when they saw the good results, and now they have a lot more confidence... And the, the decisions, the financial decisions they're making, now they're actually getting excited. They're already saying, Mark, when do we start working on next year's plan? That's where we, our clients want to be. We, we don't want them paralyzed in fear of the economic downturn. We want them anxious and, and, and interested and excited about how can I help my family in hot, tough economic times. All right. Um, everybody have a good weekend and go Jacoby. Tune in next week for more financial food for thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.